Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of James. As a matter of fact, we're going to finish it today, though we still may chase a little rabbit here. (laughs) That may take a couple of days. But I want us to see what the entirety of the last thought is and really what the summation of the whole book is. You know, when you first read it, you think, hey, this ends sort of uh, unusually, shall we say, sort of weird. But not really so, because remember what's happening. James was writing to some people that were going through some things, okay? And he was telling them, he says, hey, count it all joy when you encounter various trials. Remember that? And so he's laying the word down on them how to respond, how to live. At the very end of the book, at James chapter 5, we saw this yesterday, but let me reread these three verses. It says this, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. And it's talking about someone who's sick, what they're supposed to do to seek out the elders of the church. Then he says this, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. And so there's people that need to be healed. They need to be healed physically. They need to be healed spiritually. Okay. Then he gives an example in verses 17 and 18. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again. And the sky poured rain. And the earth produced its fruit. And so the picture that's being presented here is actually an explanation of what happened in the Old Testament with Elijah. And again, we may go chase that down a little bit at some point in time uh, to see the whole story. But we see that Elijah was just like us, folks, you know, same nature as ours. And he prayed earnestly. The prayer was predicated and based upon what the Lord had said. In other words, the word of the Lord. The Lord had told him as a people says, hey, if you don't follow me, if you're not faithful to me, then I'm going to make the sky as bronze and the earth as iron. In other words, I'm going to withhold the rain. Elijah knew that when he saw that the people and the leadership, especially the king, was behaving in a way that was against what the Lord had said, Elijah started praying to that end, saying, Lord, you know, fulfill your word. Do what you said you were going to do. And then Elijah so believed this, so received the word of the Lord, that he went before the king and said, hey, it's not going to rain. And it's not going to rain by my word until I say it's going to. And it wasn't based upon his personal arrogance or anything like that. It was based upon the word of the Lord. And that's exactly what happened. He prayed and it did not rain for three and a half years. Then he prayed again and the sky poured forth rain. Now, look at the last two verses of the letter. Last two verses of James 5 flow right out of this. He says, my brethren, remember throughout, he continually called them brethren to emphasize the fact that they are believers, but they're just being distracted by some things. My brethren, If any among you strays from the truth and one turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. And that's the way that the letter ends. Okay, He's telling us that we have a role and a responsibility here to pray for one another one another, to earnestly pray, to earnestly help one another to turn away from the lies of the evil one. 
Again, my brethren, if any one of you strays from the truth, see the same idea in Hebrews 2 of drifting away. Okay, If you stray from the truth, if someone you know is straying from the truth and you turn them back and let him know that one who turns a sinner from his error on his way will save his soul. There are so many folks that are in error that profess to be believers. I saw a video yesterday. This friend of mine sent me this. And, you know, and many of the mainstream denominations, there's a tremendous uproar uh, related to homosexuality. Some of them have already just acquiesced. Okay, the Episcopals have, the Lutherans have, certain uh, portions of the Presbyterians have. Right now, the lightning rod is in, within the uh, Methodist, United Methodist Church. <clears throat> and uh, all sorts of debate, all sorts of things happening with that. And uh, this was a video that was taking place in a Methodist church where uh, a woman came in that was apparently a lesbian, uh, sat on the front row, had a friend with her because the friend was holding the camera and Facebook live streaming all this. And when uh, the pastor got up and started preaching, he was preaching on Jude. It was actually a very, very good message. As he's preaching, this lady's down front at the kneeling rail. Well, then she gets up. Then she goes and stands before the altar, which is over on the side of this particular configuration. And uh, she stands there, and she stands there with her uh, uh, rainbow scarf on, boldly with that, with both hands in the air, and stands there for half the message. Probably would have stood there the whole time, except for the fact her arms were getting tired, and you could tell. And she just stands there as if she's praying, as if she's worshiping God. And then uh, at some point toward the end of the message, uh, the pastor says something, and he, and he was right out of the Word of God. I mean, just very lovingly, very well done. I mean, one of the, um, it was just so well done all the way around. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, she just starts proclaiming that it was heretical and that he was wrong and he was lying to these people. And she's saying this in front of the church. Well, you know, he listens for a moment, then the associate pastor comes up and starts escorting her out. Then they wave at somebody. Well, there was a policeman in the back. And, of course, she's going, you called the police, you called the police. And they escort her out. You know, she disrupts this corporate gathering, declaring that what he was saying was heretical. And then she's shouting that, you know, your grandchildren are homosexuals. Your grandchildren are made by God. God loves. Well, here's what the problem is. God does love. Yes, what the woman was saying, and she was quoting John 3, 16, it's true. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes, okay, whoever repents, Whoever truly believes will be saved. She's just sitting there saying, well, God loves us. God loves us. God loves us. So you have to accept me the way that I am because God accepts me the way I am. And the Holy Spirit just told me to do this. Well, no, the Holy Spirit did not tell her to do that. There was a spirit that told her, oh, yeah, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit. Well, how do I know that? Because on the way out, the associate pastor was speaking to her just as calmly and just as kindly saying, you just need to repent. You need to turn from your ways. And then when they got in the hallway, he said, you told us that you would not do this. And then she says, well, this is the reason that people have left your church and are coming to my church. Well, it turns out that she's a pastor, quote, unquote, okay? And she did this just to be disruptive. She did this to cause harm. She thinks she's doing this to bring forth light and to speak that this is heresy, what he's saying. But what the guy said from the pulpit was the absolute word of God. And so this is the type of thing that is going on. But let me tell you what, folks. We have a role and responsibility to help turn people back from that. And the one who turns a sinner from the error of his way 
Okay, one who does that will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Save whose soul from death? Well, really both of them. Cover a multitude of sins? Well, really both of them. Now, it's not this action indeed that brings salvation. It's repentance, and we know that. But we have a role and a responsibility to stand firm, folks, to, to say to folks, no, that is in error. Now, people will sit there and say, oh, but we're called to love, and you know, I really don't know, and you know, our society is so different today. No, 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 no. The Word is very, very clear about what is sin. Gluttony is sin. Thievery is sin, okay? Uh, backbiting, gossip is sin. Homosexuality is sin. And it's, all these are abhorrent before the Lord. And so people will say, well, I was born that way. No, 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 you weren't. The enemy's come against you and it's lied to you. And let me tell you what, the Lord will set you free of any and all sin. But if we come along and say, hey, I believe, I believe that the Lord is Messiah. I called upon him. I am saved, but I'm retaining certain sins because this is who I am. Then you're not truly saved. We must, folks, help turn the sinner from his ways. I think this is really important, and this is where we live today. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll pick up on this a little more later. I've run out of time. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.